Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Episode 34 of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. As always, this is Dan Gingas, and I am joined by my partner in crime, other Dan, Dan Moriarty. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm all right. It's probably not fair for me to call you other Dan. It's just that when I'm talking, you're other Dan, and probably when you're talking, I am. <laughs> At least you couldn't, didn't call me Dan the second. <laughs> exactly. It's an equal Dan. That's right. <laughs> well, we are uh, very happy today for this episode to have Vanessa Panagos, who is the Content and Inbound Marketing Director at 1-800-PET-MEDS. Vanessa, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. We're very excited to have you. This is a new industry for us, and I'm a pet lover. Dan, are, do you like pets? I can stand pets. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying love. I love the idea of pets. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, Vanessa, we're, we're thrilled to have you here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what 1-800-PET-MEDS uh, does? Sure. So we are technically known as America's largest pet pharmacy, and we have about 8 million customers that we service. And we basically have been creating the opportunity for pet owners to save on their pet medications. So instead of actually getting them directly or, you know, going to their vet for those medications, you know, we're offering that service usually at a discount to our customers. And then, of course, with the convenience of ordering online and then having them ship directly to their house. So, Vanessa, as, as I'm sure you know, this is a, a podcast focused on social customer service. So why don't we jump straight into hearing what you guys do for social customer care? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, when I came on board, which would now be about almost eight years ago, we really didn't have a social presence. You know, it was actually just, I think, created by one of our internal employees at the time, just, you know, maybe for a branding initiative, but it really wasn't managed at all. So even though I came on board as an SEO marketing specialist, I was very passionate about social just as a whole. And I was, you know, kind of just given free reign to, you know, that flexibility to test out certain things. And over the past few years, we've actually, you know, now have a dedicated individual who answers all of our customer inquiries that we get. I would say we're a really fortunate brand in the sense that we get a lot of people who love the content that we share. They love the touch that we provide, like a personal touch in our packages which includes like a, a free bone or catnip. So, you know, that's just like they get their order and then they get this, you know, bone, this like dog treat bone or a catnip like treat package for their cats. And so people are usually always interacting with us just on that alone where they feel that that's a great customer service touch. But as far as, you know, other customer inquiries, I would say, you know, we really just are always wanting to make sure that our service all around, whether it's on our phone side on our like customer care side or the social side that it's 100% consistent we strive for fast easy helpful service that's actually our our mission statement so we you know make sure that that's what is like baked into our just customer service initiatives all around so given your title which is content and inbound marketing director it sounds like you are working sort of both sides of the fence the marketing side and the service side Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say there's, I mean, I'm actually, 
three pillars, I would say it's really content, SEO, and then social media. So, you know, I have a small team, two individuals who really help me to do all of those things. We definitely wear many hats. And even though we're a national brand, you know, we're, we have advertised nationally. We actually are a very small marketing team. So we have probably about seven people total, two of those which I oversee and then myself. So the other four are, you know, doing QA. Another one's doing like email design. We have a copywriter and then we have our marketing director. Vanessa, I think a lot's been written about the, I don't think I've ever actually had anyone on the podcast who is probably as knowledgeable about SEO as you are. <laughs> a lot's been written about the link or non-links between social media and SEO. I was wondering what your thoughts are on social customer service, social customer care and SEO. Is there any connection there at all or two completely separate pillars? You know, I mean, that's a great question. I would say I haven't really looked at it from like social customer care per se. Like I'm actually doing a content audit through just, you know, looking at probably about 500 different educational articles that we have and looking at the data as far as the actual like so social sharing data and how that has actually impacted certain pages and, you know, like their page authority, like their rank, bounce rate, all of those types of things. So I'm looking at that. That's usually where the social and yeah. SEO kind of work together for me. But I have, I mean, to date, I haven't really seen anything, you know, that really parallels, I guess, like the customer service uh, side of social. That's a good question, Dan. I would think, because I also run social and SEO in my job, and I would think that where the potential would exist would be that if you can if you can do social listening really well and collect the most frequent questions and then provide those questions and answers on your website, you will allow more people to self-help uh, and hopefully not call. But I would imagine that because the posts themselves in social care are one to one and not one to many, it's it's probably it probably doesn't help you show up any better in Google. Does that sound right, Vanessa? Yeah, I mean, but that's actually a really great point because there's that's actually been one of the things that I've wanted to um, do, you know, more recently, which is to really just actually work with our customer care department manager and get like the top 10 most frequently asked questions. Actually, even more so now with our web chats, we recently launched our live web chat and it just went completely like through the roof <laughs> obviously so just trying to get all of those really frequently asked questions and then actually updating our FAQ page just because you know maybe the questions that we currently have might be outdated because those questions were probably from a few years ago I mean you know we just try to I just would prefer that we keep things as up-to-date as possible so obviously people are very emotional about their pets and so when, when things are going really well, I'm sure they love you and are very happy. And then if something isn't going well, I would imagine you hear about that, too. Can you tell us a little bit about just the, the range of questions and comments that you see on social? Sure. Yeah, we get I would say a lot of people love to come to our Facebook page and just share pictures of their pets and initially when you know when we were starting this journey, it was, you know, OK, so people are pet p sharing photos of their pets, you know, what do we say? And, you know, we obviously wanted to continue that personal touch that we do on the phones. So for instance, if a customer calls through, you know, our, to our 
call center, we actually know your pet's name. If you're a current customer, you know, we ask, how is your pet doing? So we wanted to make sure that we transfer that over to social as well. I mean, we don't have like a social CRM in place, but certainly, you know, if a customer shares a picture of their pet and they say, hey, you know, this is fluffy and we really appreciate all that you do to make him you know, to continue his health because maybe he has diabetes, for instance. We always make sure that we comment on that picture and add something personal to that engagement that we have. And we pride ourselves in that and just adding those little things and people really love it. We have like a pet of the week, like giveaway that we do. So it kind of ties in kind of all works together where people are sharing pictures of their pets. And as a result, they may win something, you know, that week because they actually did share a picture of their pet. So we try to just, you know, make them feel like they really are a part of our family. Okay, so this may come out a little strange, so forgive me because I, I understand who we're talking to here, but like cats on on social media are like like the one and only social media joke, right? It's like people post pictures of cats all over the place and then marketers roll their eyes because they continue to be popular or whatever. This is clearly your business. And so right. you guys posting lots of pictures of puppies and kittens makes all the sense in the world. But are you a lucky beneficiary of that phenomenon or <laughs> is there sort of more skill attached to it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to say as a marketer in this business, we have been approached by publishers, just like The Onion, for instance, that wanted to do a promotion with us and felt, you know, well, you guys are in the pet business, so this is a sure win, you know, funny things and just humor. And although that is true, you know, there's certainly the emotional aspect to it. We internally think of ourselves as a pharmacy first, so we take that very seriously. We're dealing with medications that if it's the wrong medication for whatever reason that we're to you know, be dispensed. I mean, there's a lot of liability there. So we, you know, we tried to make sure that we're still the, the pharmacy first. And then, of course, we always want to tie in pet health. So, you know, we, we definitely try to be cute and, and humorous where we feel it's necessary or, you know, just like when there's the opportunity. But we certainly don't go out of our way to do it just because we can. We want to make sure that that's consistent, really, just all around. Vanessa, there's a few things you said there that I have been kind of swimming in my head since you started around this idea of pharmacy first and the associated liability. This might be a really stupid question, but <laughs> is your industry regulated? Yeah, absolutely. So we are accredited by the, like we're vet VIPs accredited. And so that we definitely do have, you know, all the medications that we sell are EPA and FDA approved. So we definitely take that extremely seriously, 100%. How much, how much advice can you give someone? If they come to you and they say, I mean, can they come to you and say what the ailments are? Or can they only come to you with a prescription from a vet? Yeah. So, I mean, we actually have an entire team of, of uh, veterinary pharmacists. They're specialists in their field. And then we have a vet, like, you know, our, I'm sorry, not our vet call center, but our pharmacy call center. And those are all individuals who are, have their accreditations, their own professional careers. So, I mean, you know, if they call us for a specific question about a prescription that gets handled by those individuals if it's more of like an order you know just like over the counter type of product then that would be routed to our regular our customer care department so it sounds like if i if i'm understanding correctly you could call up and talk to a veterinary pharmacist mm -hmm, absolutely say what was wrong with fluffy the cat and they'd be able to prescribe some drugs 
Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. It's that's I mean, we certainly by no means encourage any customer to call us and we do not provide any sort of like veterinary advice. Um, I mean, we do when it comes to, you know, like informational content, that content has been reviewed by our internal veterinarian whose name is Dr. Dim. I can't help myself. It's been vetted, right? Yeah, vetted. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So. But yeah, I mean, we definitely, if there's, for instance, and this is actually something that has happened, you know, recently, I would say has our volume has increased, especially with like Facebook Messenger, where a customer may ask us, hey, you know, my dog has been panting, you know, nonstop for the past 30 minutes. What do I do? And we certainly want to be helpful, but we certainly can't just start giving out medical advice. So we certainly always route them, you know, to their vet, you know, however, I mean, you know, if we have to search for a vet, you know, an emergency vet for them online, you know, we're certainly happy to do so, but that's really where our, you know, customer service unfortunately ends there. And that's really just from a legal perspective. And then, I mean, with the regulation, is there any, the regulation I'm going to assume comes in with regards to the drugs, right? So they've they've got a prescription, they're telling you what the prescription is. Is there... And, and Dan, I'm sure you're probably staying quiet given your last two industries. Is there any problem with you tweeting with someone backwards and forwards about the drugs that their dog or cat are on, or is their regulation significantly less? You know, me personally, I have not seen that actually happen where we've been tweeting back and forth a lot. I mean, I would say probably 95% of our interactions on social are mostly just order based and when i say order based it's really just like where's my order or right. you know i haven't received any inf- like an update maybe on my order and a lot of that actually comes from the veterinary side so for instance if a customer is ordering a, a medication that is a prescription we have to s- actually get authorization from the vet before we can actually dispense it so without that authorization we can't actually mail that prescription order so in some cases the vet may authorize it and in some instances they may not you know that's basically their decision we can't force them to do that really the only option at that point is the customer really you know (laughs) i would say is the, the only option is really that they would have to go through another vet because that's you know we can't get involved at that point so roughly what percentage then of your inquiries are, are kind of shipping related and how many are genuinely animal related? Yeah, I would say it's almost like maybe 50-50. It just depends on the, sometimes it depends on the day. It could be that, I would say more like middle of the week is when we're the busiest for, for both engagements because, you know, we do a lot of giveaways on social. We do a lot of like product giveaways. So it can be, you know, really 50-50. I mean, we certainly get more of the order inquiries later in the evening just because you know obviously people are you know home from work and they have the time to actually interact with us so dan i think you were asking before i'm not a a privacy expert by any stretch of the imagination but i think you were asking whether the hipaa laws extend to animals and i don't think they do (laughs) but it's a really good question (laughs) what about the hippo what about the hippo laws ah see there we go wow You went there. Well, hey, actually, that's funny that you went there because I had a related question, which is, do you only service house pets or do you service like farm animals and others as well? We do sell some horse medications, but that's that used to be a bigger part of the business probably about 10 years ago. But it's definitely declined. And the two, 
you know, main pet types are definitely dog and cat, and dog is probably about 80%. Okay. And when we're talking about social media channels, and since we've been talking about pictures of puppies and kittens, is it fair to say that Facebook and Instagram, you know, the more visual channels are more your go-to or for service? Is it, because uh, a lot of companies that we talk to, they might be, they might have bigger fan presences on Facebook, but they get more customer service inquiries on Twitter. Definitely Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, actually, I think are three, you know, main channels. Facebook is definitely number one for both you know, just the engagement side. And then of course, uh, the customer service side. And then I would say Twitter would be second for customer service and then Instagram for engagement. And Vanessa, you, you touched on messenger earlier and kind of how that's, that's starting to grow for you guys a little bit. What role are you seeing uh, messenger or other messenger platforms start to play and how is it different from what you and Dan were just talking about there? Well, I think just, from what I've seen so far is just customers are so very familiar with it. They feel very comfortable with it because they obviously use it in their own daily lives. So they're just tweeting us, hey, can I buy this prescription from you guys? I'm definitely interested in looking at you know the messenger bot type of options for us. I mean, I, I saw actually an example recently with 1-800-Flowers that apparently didn't work so well with the, uh, you know, their Mother's Day promotion. So, I mean, there's definitely, I feel like there's opportunity for that for us. But again, it also then depends on, you know, the whole prescription side of the business. What can we, what can't we do if we were to go down that route? So we're, we're definitely going to let some of the other brands kind of, you know, test it out first and maybe we'll we'll eventually get there. So I know that you guys also do a lot of really good work with um, pet shelters, and I think you actually have a, a different arm of your company. And I am uh, also very partial to shelter pets. We have uh, four cats at our house that are all from shelters. So I'm very interested to learn what you guys do and, and how you're helping out there. Yeah, so, I mean, because of our customer service, like we have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and that is across the board, you know, if you're pet doesn't like it, maybe it's the wrong size, really anything, we will replace it, we'll refund you, there's no questions asked. So we do receive many uh, returns um, that are shipped back to us. And so what we do with those items, um, again, these are like just over-the-counter items, they're not prescription. These items we then donate to local shelters and actually shelters across the country. So basically, you know, none of those products are actually going to waste their you know, being actually used by those rescues and animal shelters. Another thing you said earlier, Vanessa, I was interested in was that currently you don't have any sort of social CRM in place. Is that something you're considering or do you guys not really see the value there? I personally would love that to happen. It's just, it's not a company initiative at the time. And I would say even our internal CRM is actually completely proprietary. So that would be a, a huge hurdle, I, I feel like. But it's not to say, you know, never say never. But I would definitely love to be able to, you know, see, for instance, if a customer were to call us, you know, in our call center, did that person actually tweet with us or do any social engagement with us? And vice versa, for instance, did that person send us a tweet and have they called us or sent us an, e an email? I feel like just having that synergy throughout the, the entire organization is definitely beneficial. 
So, Vanessa, we always like to ask people if they can tell us about some memorable interactions that they've had with customers. And, you know, clearly you talk to a lot of them, but there's always a few that kind of stand out as being memorable, either either funny or sad or happy or or what have you. And uh, we're just wondering if you could share uh, a couple of them with us. Yeah, there's actually, I mean, there's definitely probably too many to remember, <laughs> just because by and large, they are all usually emotional in some capacity. I would say probably one that to me was maybe more amusing, just because of what ended up happening as a result. There was an individual who, or a customer who had actually tweeted to us, or not, I'm sorry, not tweeted, she posted an Instagram photo and then tagged, I think, our business name, just, you know, hashtag 1-800-PETMEDS. And it seemed that we had accidentally sent her a dog bone instead of catnip for her order, like as the, um, you know, as the, you know, kind of like the free item that we give. And I think she hashtagged it also like fail. So we messaged her on Instagram, you know, obviously apologized and, you know, asked her um, if she could just send us an email and we would make sure that we would, you know, correct this wrong. And she sent us an email and she actually apologized and said that she didn't really mean to, you know, call us out in that way. And she actually deleted the, the photo. So, I mean, you know, those types of I think interactions, I mean, you know, clearly I feel like a lot of times customers just definitely want to be heard. And that was, you know, for me, that was an instance of, of where I felt that that was definitely clear. Yeah, that's really interesting. So they, they probably didn't expect you to respond. Exactly. The other question that we like to ask everyone, Vanessa, is I'm sure, as you said, you, you kind of came in as an SEO specialist. Probably when you were going through college and growing up, you didn't dream about doing social customer care uh, when you were older. Um, and there's not really a, a, a necessarily a career path into it that we've seen. You know, people come from very varied backgrounds. And as a result, I find, or we find, that a lot of the first couple of years of it is, is definitely trial and error. You know, you're doing things, they're working or they're not working. And so we always like to ask, what's one thing that you know now that you'd wish you'd know and say five years ago? Um, that would have helped you a lot back then about social oh, customer oh. care. That's a great question. <laughs> I enjoy um, this. Dan, Dan likes the memorable examples one, and I like the uh, the one thing you wish you'd known one. Wow, yeah, I, I'm stumped, actually. I mean, I guess it's just the importance of customer service, I think. I mean, I actually started out just, in, you know, one of my first jobs was a customer service job, so I guess understanding, you know, the importance of putting yourself in the other person's shoes, I feel is really important. So that for me is, is very key. Even when I am interacting with brands, you know, as a consumer, you know, in my personal life, you know, I just feel that, you know, treat others obviously as you want to be treated. And that, I mean, but I feel like I've tried to do that throughout my career, no matter what, but, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I feel like, you know, maybe you have a bad day, but I would just say, yeah, that would be it, I think. Cool. Well, we have been talking with Vanessa Panagos, who is the Content and Inbound Marketing Director at 1-800-PETMEDS. You can find Vanessa on Twitter at Vanessa MP, and you can find the company at 1-800-PETMEDS. So thank you, Vanessa, so much for being on with us. It was, uh, it was definitely fun talking about the critters for a little while. And, uh, and you guys are doing some great work, so we appreciate you, you stopping by. Thank you guys for having me. It's been fun. Thanks a lot, Vanessa. Cheers, Dan.
if you listeners have any brands that you'd like for us to talk to on the podcast, please uh, tweet at either Dan or me or use our hashtag FOCS. It stands for Focus on Customer Service, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS and follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.